What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I am your host today, Christian, and I'm here with my co-host, Tim. Uh, what's up, every button? Yeah. And Cody. Hey, guys. We I, uh, I had some struggles uh, getting my uh, <laughs> crap together before this episode. So, no, um, I'm, I'm specifically talking to all the buttons listening. Uh, yeah, there were some mispronunciations and some... Uh, not great things going we have anyway, a lot of buttons that are listening oh, to this gosh just so last week uh, was our monster mash episode uh we talked about everything from monster under rise to godzilla versus kong uh, which is now live on youtube and podcast services around the world that sounds entertaining to you make sure you go back and give it a listen this week however we will be talking about a few hot topics in the entertainment industry including the latest episode of falcon and the winter soldier and diving into the discussion of the new game Outriders, but we'll be talking about more of that uh, towards the end of the episode. Still struggling a little bit here. Okay. Guys, good, I'm going to let you start talking while I try to figure my life out. What you've been playing and watching? Uh, you want to go first, Cody? Go for it. Yeah, man. Um, I recently got back into Final Fantasy fourteen, so I've been time syncing that makes... into that. That makes two of us. Although I think you are going a little bit harder than me currently. No, I mean, if you, you started with a relic weapon, dude, you jumped right back on in yeah, two feet. It, it wasn't that cannonball. Difficult. It wasn't that difficult. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, why I'm. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> wasn't that difficult. Anyway, uh, I'm 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 dipping my toe back into the game, and uh, two thousand plus hours. So I'm saying. Yeah. Well. As I've discovered recently, most of that is me taking a nap halfway through doing something <laughs> and just leaving it on and running. So that's fair. There's a lot of nap hours in there. I mean, that's the same thing with me with my like 17 plus. So, um, and then uh, I've been watching a lot of Critical Role. That's pretty much it. Cool. Um, let's see here. I have also been getting into Final Fantasy 14, as I just said. Um, I resubscribed. I've also been playing very casual, very casually um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because after you've been talking about Immortals Riders of Phoenix, I was like, maybe I should check out the other coin when it comes to um, the Greek mythology. And I really want to say Bethesda, uh, Ubisoft, thank you. Yep. <laughs> um, so I've been checking that out. And then watching, I have been watching a lot i mean it's no I've, I've never hit it i'm a big fan of the graps the wrestling and uh this week is wrestlemania so oh, nice i've been watching uh two nights of nxt takeover on wednesday or yeah wednesday and thursday and then last night at the time of recording last night was um night one of wrestlemania and tonight is night two if there have it because it's storming in Tampa right now, and uh, it's outside. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I watched WrestleMania only a couple years. Um, I think like two or three times. Mm -hmm. And all those times, it was like in a big, you know, um, event center, and it was, I think, most of the time indoors. Maybe, maybe not. They were usually indoors, but. Um they got so popular they needed to do it in like stadiums and stuff like that like actual like you know like they did it in the superdome in new orleans which is covered obviously because it's a dome but 
This one is in Raymond Jane Stadium, which is where the Super Bowl happened this year. Did they do it in the Demodome? No. Owned by Doug Demodome? No, they're doing it at Raymond James Stadium, owned by, I, I guess, Raymond James. I don't know. <laughs> so has WrestleMania become so big that they need to take up two nights? Or was there a different reason? Um, well, they did it for COVID. COVID, okay. Um, just to you know, not have people around each other for... Because WrestleMania has gotten so long, it's like seven hours now. Oh, wow. If it's taking place on one day. So to prevent people from, you know, to get in there have the show last seven hours and then everybody leave they're going to be there for like 14 hours so to prevent that they're doing it over two nights and it's limited capacity because okay. even though it's in florida and florida is florida they're being kind of smart about it yeah florida don't care nope. <laughs> but yeah night two of wrestlemania if it happens like i said they're supposed to have like I mean, if it was just rain it probably wouldn't be a big deal but they're supposed to have like storm storms today so we'll see but uh yeah that's tonight so that's what I've been playing and watching. What cool. about you, Christian? If you can, if you've gathered your life together now, I think so. I think I think I'm back on track. Um, watching, uh, we've been rewatching The Office just as a bit of a background humor to have on while we're doing our studies and work from home continuously, um, and then playing. I've uh, been playing a bit of Outriders, which we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, and then the other game I've been kind of diving into is a game called Cozy Grove, which I could have sworn was coming out for the PlayStation 5, but I guess I was incorrect. So I'm playing that on the PS4 through my PS5, um, but it's great. Um, it's basically, you know, very similar to Animal Crossing, um, just less capitalism and more enhanced and focal point on the story. Um, so I'm really loving it at very hammer zone, playing like an hour to two a day. And then like the main uh, <clears throat> NPC that you kind of interact with is like, all right, I think that's it for today. Come back tomorrow, which is great because about an hour to two a day is kind of all I'm really playing right now anyway. So, yeah. Um, but it's crazy though because like it's a great game especially for uh you know kind of a newer indie company um plus the game is only like 15 bucks right now um out on all major platforms it's on ios as well i believe um and then uh whereas of course like animal crossing that came out this previous year is like a full 60 dollar switch title so it's it's kind of interesting to play something that i would compare with a you know triple a mainstream title that's like a fourth the cost so Nice. Sounds like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, if you guys have never heard of it, um, and uh, if Animal Crossing um, took up a lot of your life during quarantine and during COVID, like it did all of us this past year, I highly recommend you try it out because it is very, very addicting. Nice. All right. So I'm going to do a, another Metacritic pr uh, predictions check in. Um, as you guys may have recall, on episode three, we gave our predictions for what Metacritic scores the movies and video games releasing in 2021 would get. With a few of those titles having come out, um, we're going to touch base a little bit on where we're at. So we kind of unveiled last week with Monster Hunter Rise and Story of Seasons kind of what their final. Uh, score uh, is so what we're doing with this is a week from release date we're going to call and make the final judgment call on what the score got and compare our notes on what we predicted the game would get or movie would get and what it actually got so the only thing that we actually have to touch in on this week is Godzilla versus Kong so of course at this point it's well over a week uh, it just didn't line up that we were quite at the week mark this past episode, so we weren't able to make the official judgment call. But God, Godzilla versus Kong, which released on March 31st, 
is currently sitting at a Metacritic score of 59. Uh, do you guys recall what you guessed? Uh, not 59. 54, maybe? Or five? Yeah, so Cody, you, you had 54. Uh, Tim, you had 69, and I had 60. <laughs> nice. So before this, uh, this weigh-in, uh, uh, Tim, you had seven points total from your previous guesses. Uh, Cody, you had six points, and I had nine. And then uh, coming out of this, um, Tim, you received a point uh, for being within yeah. 10 points. I'm uh, almost lucky I was in 10. Yeah, I mean, you, get, <laughs> you at least got a point out of it. Um, and then, Cody, you uh, had six points before this, and then you had two um, from this because you were within five. And then um, my guess was 60. Um, I had nine points total before this received three from this because i was within three points yes okay i just yeah. want to make sure i had that right and then so it brings our totals now currently tim and cody you were both tied at eight points total and i am at 12 so we're not really that far apart yeah you get three points if you're in two is that what it is yeah it's within uh, two points i thought i don't it's remember three okay fine yeah sure. um I feel like the, I know we kind of talked about this when we were doing these reviews and I'm starting to, if Kong is anything to, you know, maybe not be the best judge character. These movies are what's going to kill me. I think I'm going to be way closer with the games than I am the movies. Mm -hmm. Everyone just like hates movies, man. They just hate them. They just want, they just want to hate them and then they go online and then they hate them. <laughs> We've got friends uh, that just love to hate on movies yeah it's like someone's like ah, i actually really enjoyed this movie and then someone's just like sucks cody speaking <laughs> from personal experience because usually the one's like i really enjoyed this movie and then everyone's like how could you enjoy this movie yeah. it's like oh man I, I actually really enjoyed the last jedi or uh oh my god all right move on we're just like you know oh, sucks. <laughs> movie ever. Yeah. i didn't say it was the worst movie ever that 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 distinction goes to um oh speed racer that's what i'm thinking of that's what i'm trying to think of that that's the worst movie ever um but yeah so if you all want to continue following along on our website um cody is keeping up with this and keeping everything all nice and tidy on our site for you all to keep along as all this gets um released and we announce kind of where we're at on points totally. um we still have most of the movie list um and we're getting a good start on the on the our top 10 for the games so mm -hmm. cody's totally doing all that totally remembering to do that <laughs> hey i looked on there last night and you were you were up you were up to date hey look at you bud look at you I don't remember doing you sleep editing apparently <laughs> cool no I uh, but by the way, when we when, when you started this this podcast, you said that the you know last episode we talked about Godzilla versus Kong and that it was live on YouTube, and I was like, somebody pirated Godzilla versus Kong already on YouTube. <laughs> I was confused. That's why you heard me laugh at the beginning. I was like, I was so confused what was happening. Oh yes, apologize. Clarification: Our episode talking about <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong is now live on YouTube. Fair I enough. hope Godzilla vs. Kong is not live yeah, on YouTube. If might. it is, it probably won't be up for long. It's not now. <laughs> it's now gone flag in the past, yeah. you know. 10 minutes. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so our next two uh, things that kind of come from our Metacritic predictions is Pokemon Snap, which is up next on April 30th. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. It's coming. <laughs> and then uh, following that is going to be Resident Evil Village on May 7th. Oh, Bill. Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to make something out of that. Go ahead. Um, and then after that, I think it's really kind of... Um, there's not really a whole lot going on until like June, July. And then like everything drops like games, yeah. movies, just everything comes out. June, July is going to be a busy time for us. Yeah. But plenty to talk about. So that's always good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So let's touch base with uh, what the Falcon again. Um, so let's dive into the latest episode of the Disney plus show Falcon and the winter soldier um, for our audience. Uh, full spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched the show yet. Kudos to you for saying that before we started talking about it. I did last Yeah, you know, I want to make sure I'm on oh, top. Oh, you did. You did. You did, actually. You did. Uh, yep. Yeah. So this week we are talking about episode four, uh, The Whole World is Watching, which uh, showed Sam having a heart-to-heart with leader of the supposed terrorist organization, the Flag Smashers. The Dora Milaje of the Wakanda show up to kick the new Cap's butt, and John Walker is now a super soldier who, within hours of taking the serum, has shown his true colors. So, guys, let's start off with the probably the most important part of this episode relating to John Walker. So, of course, midway through the episode, Zemo started smashing up all the remnants of the like 12, 13 vials of the serum that was uh, remaining so that no one else could take it. And then Walker kind of came out of nowhere and bashing up beside the head with his shield. And lo and behold, there was actually a single vial still left on the ground unscathed from Zemo's demolition. And John Walker, of course, took that and off screen, I guess, injected himself with it. Because by the end of the episode, definitely was uh, showcasing some super soldier powers. Oh, yeah. He had he, he took it for sure. It, it had to have been after that conversation, uh, him and battle star had at that little coffee place or whatever mm-hmm. uh speaking of battle star unfortunately um with the events of the later part of the episode at least i mean i guess never never say never but it appears that he has died uh in mid-fight with, with the flag smashers um so and kind of seeing this walker goes like absolute nuts and crazy and chases after one of the members of the flag smashers not the leader but kind of one of the side characters and an open courtyard in the middle of whatever city they're in, and like I think Europe, um, brutalizes this guy, maybe decapitates him, but definitely yeah, bludgeons him. Um, because like by the time he, huh, I feel like it was implied he took that dude's head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by the time John Walker actually stands back up, he's completely splattered with blood, and everyone is kind of just standing around recording him on their phones. So obviously like the new face of America, new face, Captain America, whatever you want to say is completely ruined at this point. So essentially he went from Captain America to Homelander. Yeah, essentially. I mean, like he always kind of had the Homelander vibe since he Mm -hmm. kind of appeared at the beginning of the series anyway. So I was just kind of waiting for it to happen. I didn't think, I thought it was going to be more of like a slow, like descent into like, madness or whatever well, i mean there's only six episodes this was number four so they don't have much time yeah yeah no i guess like in my head i always imagined him doing something like this like and that was going to be like the series finale was him being like going, going crazy but like they're just they're going right for it right now and so i guess the 
I don't know. We'll see what happens in the I mean, next couple episodes. We'll see. I mean, he could be a major player in the MCU going forward, you know. Yeah, I feel like they're just this I don't I, cuz I don't know if they're going to do a season 2. I feel like most of these Marvel shows are going to be one-offs to set up the future movies. Yeah. So John Walker could legitimately just be a plot point for Sam to realize he should have taken the shield. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think he already realizes that. Yeah. So what's interesting in this latest episode, they also brought up a, a cool dialogue um, between some characters about how when you take the super soldier serum, nine times out of 10, it's going to change you. Um, maybe for the better, but most likely for the worse. And they were talking about Steve and being, you know, of course, like the, the most famous Captain America at this point and saying that like, you know, like, well, Steve was like, you know, one in a million, the odds of getting another Steve and having the serum react that well and having that good of an outcome is like almost probably impossible well yeah i mean steve rogers could lift thor's hammer so he is one in a million right and so at this point rather than passing along the mantle and giving the shield to anybody else the shield probably should just be destroyed because no one else is going to be able to assume the mantle that steve stood for to the same full extent that steve was able to yeah also to be fair technically the serum didn't change bucky he was brainwashed and his mind was hijacked and he just happened to have the serum put into him true because he's the same guy he's just dealing with you know the fact that he did murder a bunch of people while he was being brainwashed but it wasn't because of the serum yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like a gray area with that whole explanation, because like, I think when he was injected with the serum, um, he had like, you know, just fallen off that. Wasn't it in Captain America when he fell off the bridge platform yeah, and he like he was like barely clinging on to life? The train. Well, the train that was on a bridge, it yeah. was like up on like a um, yeah. Hydra saved him by giving him the serum and brainwashed him in the process. Mm hmm. So, so like, I don't think they ever really necessarily gave him a chance to see like what would happen from him taking the serum because they went ahead and just did like the whole brainwash and just kind of went the whole nine yards. Right. So that's why I'm just like going off of the way he is now. I feel like if it if it had fundamentally changed his personality, he wouldn't be who he is. Yeah. Right. So I feel but, like uh, I I like truly feel like if given the opportunity there's potential that like Bucky could pick up Thor's hammer. Maybe. I think that like, I don't think they'll do that yeah. moment again, but I feel like if they did, it would solidify like his redemption. Maybe. I don't know. Like I mean, he's Thor's hammer is kind of thing. Thor's hammer is technically destroyed and he returned the hammer yeah. he had with Steve. I don't so they're not going to make another one. Cause apparently, um, I mean, maybe with Thor S or Natalie Portman's character, whatever they're going to call her. She walked out on stage holding Mjolnir. I mean, that could have just been a, a you know, yeah. gimme, a gimmick or whatever. But, like, she apparently is taking that mantle, so they could essentially make another one. Yeah. Who knows? No, it'll be interesting to see uh, where they go with it um, going forward, moving into the next phase of the MCU. So... 
Um, so in the big fight, we know where the Dormelage kind of came back into play um, here and came to collect Zemo um, from his escape from prison. Uh, Zemo kind of slipped away uh, during that big fight. So Why do they want very, him again? Very casually. Mm-hmm. Why do they want him again? Because, because he's responsible for uh, the oh, father yeah, dying. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, do you guys think that we will see him again? Zemo. At least this season? Baron Zemo? He's just gone for the rest of the season. He showed back up in the episode, didn't he? He means as, after he, like, balanced oh after he escapes oh, when they're in the big fight inside the like a hotel room whatever they're in and he uh, kind of makes the beeline brain, for the exit I, i'm really off today um yeah he's like I, I i shouldn't do it but i always look at imdb to see who the cast list is for <laughs> these shows and he's he's in there for five episodes so he's he's gonna be in the next two episodes Somewhere, maybe probably the finale. Yeah, but like he's credited for five. Same as Sharon Carter. Oh wait, well he wasn't in the first episode. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. So he, he's, he's in, in the next he's two. In two, he'll be in two through six. I guess the more important question I was trying to get at there was: Do you think that he's going to be escorted back into prison, or do you think he's going to find some way to, by the end of this series, just kind of be out in the world doing his thing? Uh, he'll be out in the world doing his own thing. He's he's one of those Marvel villains. I mean, it's like the the Fast and Furious trope. Like, uh, what's his face? Jason Statham's character, for all intents and purposes, kills one of the main characters of their little group, and then by like the eighth movie, he's they're just buds with him. Yeah, and, like he's he's buddy buddy with with Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw. Like, I mean, there's tension, but like they get along for the most part when it, when it counts. So it's like, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I know only Tim will understand this because you won't watch the show, but it's sort of like Frieza. No. Yeah. Like, you know, Frieza is the enemy, Frieza, but they also yeah. just made him part of the group. Yeah. He's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know, or, so. or even Piccolo for that matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, Vegeta, any Dragon Vegeta, Ball Z yeah. character. Most of that team was an enemy at some point. So I don't know if you guys have heard about this at all, um, but for episode five, you know, this next up, next episode up on the list um, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, it is been teased that there is supposed to be a big guest appearance um, on the episode. Um, for a while, I guess there was speculation that Chadwick Boseman uh, would be recurring as his character of Black Panther on the show. But it seems like it seems like the showrunners have pretty much shut that theory down. So who do you think will be the guest star? I was gonna say I think he died before they started filming. Shuri. It could be Shuri. Um, I mean, they could introduce her as the Black Panther in this. Yeah, they thing. could use this to introduce yeah whoever the new Black Panther is. Although I don't. I mean, it's Marvel. They can pull whatever kind of they have a five year yeah. plot hole. They can do whatever they want with. Uh, but like, all the little Black Panther flowers were destroyed in Black Panther. Yeah, I don't. They'll I'm be sure they'll just be like, cool. they grew back. It's crazy. Or there was that one kind of like the Super Soldier yeah. Serum. Or <laughs> Shuri took the Super Soldier Serum. I don't know. Or <laughs> like, oh, we had a secret garden we didn't tell anyone about. Yeah. Um. 
I'm sure it'll get explained in the Black Panther movie, but they could just introduce her like, like you know, because uh, T'Challa showed up as the Black Panther before the Black Panther movie. Yeah, so. in uh, Civil War. So yeah, I mean, it 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 could literally be anything. I mean, it it could be the setup for the next Black Panther, which would make sense considering those characters are in this yeah. show. Or it could be like Vision, and they could. I hope it's not Vision. Connect Wandavision. <laughs> Leave leave WandaVision where it is. For I mean, right now. I, I agree, but I'm just saying uh, Disney yeah, has know. not been I know. You know, like they, Ralph Boner. That's all. That's that's really all there is to it. They can do whatever. Could be they Loki. Want, they will. Could be Loki. Yeah. Could be Natalie. Boone. I don't know. I I would put money it on could like be SpongeBob. Okay. I would put money on Shuri. Yeah. Either that or maybe. Uh, it's just a red herring, and the Chad McBoseman will show up Maybe. for his final scenes. But like I said, I, I think we could before he passed. But I think I could have saying I think that he passed before they started filming Falcon yeah, yeah, Winter Soldier. I, I, don't, I don't remember the exact like filming dates versus. Well, everything's movie. all screwed up because of the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, and I, I don't think it's Rhodey because he was in the first episode, and he's only I think he's only credited for one. And also, like, I mean, no offense to the character, but he's not a big character. It's going to be RDJ. No, sorry, he's dead. In, in, oh, sorry, Tony Stark. RDJ is, <laughs> is not dead. dead. RDJ is alive. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, if it's not the introducing the new Black Panther, I hope it's something ridiculous like the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy or something. All right. Like, I'm just going to throw it out there in the world. Or just, just Thor and the Asgardians of the Galaxy. No, I mean it. May it would make sense for it to be like Shuri. Yeah. I feel cool. personally. Maybe they'll bring back Michael B. Jordan and be like, "Yeah, he didn't actually die." <laughs> did you see a body? Yeah. Did you see a body? All right. Well, the last part of this episode, I kind of wanted to briefly touch uh, on was when Sam, you know, as they found out where the leader of the Flag Smashers were, uh, Carly Morgenthau, um, Sam kind of said that he wanted to go in first and, you know, take advantage of his background dealing with soldiers with PTSD and kind of talk her down and make her realize that what she was doing is not what she is intending to do. Um, So do you think that Sam, of course, you know, as the episode played out, of course, John Walker got too impatient, rushed in and destroyed everything. What seemed like a situation where Sam was actually being successful and enable, uh, getting Carly to able to realize that what she was doing and was harming people and killing people and seemed to be working and talking her down off a ledge. If John Walker hadn't have rushed in, do you think that that would have paid off anywhere? Or do you think it still would have amounted to nothing? Uh, I think it would have paid off to a degree. I think that like she might have stopped killing people at least temporarily, but then something would have happened. Like I think John Walker's involvement screwing it up and causing chaos, it was an inevitable thing that was going to happen no matter what. Like even mm-hmm. if he hadn't been there, Sam probably would have talked her down. They would have had like a heart to heart about like family and loss and then she'd have been like about to change her ways and then john walker shows up and just wrenching the machine and then it all would have killed somebody close to her and it would have it would have happened one way or another 
that one dude that she's always hanging out with or whatever. Yeah. What do you guys think will be the end result um, from this um, series, if it is a one-off um, of the Flag Smashers? Do you think by the end of this that we're, they're just going to be kind of done? I hope not, because I would hope that wasn't one of those things where, like, once the leader gets taken out, like, the followers, like, I hope, like, even if they're not called the Flag Smashers, I hope there's still some sort of remnant, like, because one of the things that, you know, Marvel movies is that there's, like, there's never real, this is the first time since, you know, that there's been, like, real-world repercussions for what they've been doing, Um, so I kind of hope that even if it's not, quote, the Flag Smashers that, like, are still around, that that they are still like some sort of subset that gets disbanded from that might show its head in like another series or a movie or something like i don't want them to go permanently away but yeah that's just my thought you know like the blip was the first time and we're now seeing like repercussions of the blip um where like okay like things actually happen when the avengers do stuff like it doesn't like just it isn't like they just sweep it under the rug like you know after the avengers won they destroyed half the city and then it was just like oh they rebuilt it you know, so like it's cool to see like there's actually consequences for their action and that Marvel is taking this route where they're actually showing the consequences for their actions. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think they'll go away. If if they do go away, they're going to go away in like a, a massive like blaze of glory and it'll be like Sam trying to actually save Carly or something. And John Walker just like murders her brutally, you know, something, something horrific like that, or they're going to kill each other or something, you know, like it's, it's, it's going to be an epic battle. Yeah. And so I guess that's my thing now with John Walker is that now he has the serum and he's uh, gotten a taste of glory and a taste of, you know, um, stardom, assuming that, you know, the new uh, being the new cap. There's no world I feel like where he's just going to if they're like, hey, what you did, you know, in this past episode with um, like brutally murdering that guy is not cool. We're taking a mantle. He's not going to just give it up. No, I feel like the only way he goes away is if he dies. Well, and this is why I hate Marvel sometimes, because they've already shown us footage of Cap or Cap of Sam and Bucky throwing the shield around in like a, a Georgia-ish like environment, like bouncing it off of trees and throwing it at targets and stuff like like sam threw it and then bucky caught it like they've already shown footage of that so at yeah some i mean i mean point, they're gonna get that shield i mean yeah like, but marvel's also done it before where they just use a bunch of fake footage too yeah but so. nothing like that like i mean it could also just just because the dude loses the shield doesn't mean he dies or goes away no, that's what i'm saying still... like, they could i like i i almost see it happening where like it's like a thing where like he killed the guy and then he almost like goes into shock and they take it from him but then he like breaks out and disappears and becomes you know the anti-cap or whatever yeah i guess we'll see over the next uh two episodes that we got left yep 
Uh, all right. So briefly, I just kind of want to touch base on, um, like I said earlier, I've been playing a bit of the new game Outriders. I know neither one of you have really touched the game at all. Um, Watched my roommate play it a little bit earlier today. I really was he checking it out on the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Cool. I played the beta. And Cody, from the beta, you said you weren't super impressed, right? No, it uh, it didn't grab me at all. It it felt like Destiny, um, which is another Destiny clone. I mean, like they were. There were bits and pieces that reminded me of like Anthem in some ways, um, which again just reminded me of Destiny. Um, so I don't know. Like I, I got some Mass Effect vibes here and there, just essentially just from like story. Like the game starts off, and I was like, "Is this Mass Effect?" Um, but like, yeah, it's a shame because it's from Square Enix too, and I yeah. like to support Square Enix, but this is. Looks. I mean, I, I said I haven't played it. That they've made that I didn't like. I haven't played it, but I mean, I, I, from from my watch, it wasn't like jumping to joy to download it on my Xbox Game Pass or anything. Yeah. It's just me. I don't know, Christian. You've played it. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me give some background on it first, and then I'll kind of give my impressions sure. from diving in on the game. So uh, Outriders, for those of you who don't know, is a cooperative role-playing third-person video game developed by People Can Fly and published by Square Enix European subsidiary. It was released on April 1st uh, for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Stadia. So the whole thing about this game, as you guys kind of were touching on a second ago, was that the game looks like just another reincarnation of the whole games as a service uh, marvel's avengers destiny type game you know you've got these three or four classes that you're picking from and then you know you've got this long road map ahead of all this content that you're going to pay out the butt for most of the content that probably should have been there at launch um, and so what was interesting about this is i thought that this game was that and the developers have explicitly said that it's not so despite being an online-only game, uh, the, developers, uh, the developers of Outriders have been quite insistent that it is not a live service game. Uh, in an interview with VG247, lead narrative designer, I am so sorry with his name pronunciation, but Simon Barchan said games are, <laughs> games are really expensive and we want players to have everything for the price at launch. Um, thus far, Outriders is sticking to that plan with none of the traditional hallmarks of a live service game anywhere in sight. For one thing, there is no roadmap plan to add more content, more content to the game, uh, a business model used by live service developers to keep a player base around for months or years after a game's launch. More importantly, Outriders has no microtransactions at all, although cosmetics and emotes can be earned in game without spending additional money. So... What's interesting here is I, I like this. It seems like they're providing the what we've come to know of a games as a service game, but without the the cost. So it's you know you pay the full price for the game at launch, and then what's there is there, and then like that's going to be it. They might release like a few patches later on. I mean, who knows down the line they might release a season pass, but at least for the time being, they're not going into the launch window with the intent to get more money out of their consumers on top of that initial investment of buying the game, which I think is neat. However, 
one of the cool things about games as a service is that when you buy a game, if you find out that you really like it, like we all did when we first started playing Destiny, um, at least you know that that game's going to be around for a long time because there is a roadmap out there. And so like with this game with Outriders, there isn't. You know, this game, it might honestly just be what's there is there. And then once you beat the game, that's it. And if it doesn't sell well enough, there probably won't be a two. So you mean like how games used to be? Right. No. So I'm talking about the the genre that this game is kind of based off of, the games as a service. Like yeah, the, I, I get what you're saying. I was just I was being sarcastic. Go ahead. Like you're good. Won't, there won't be any more raids or anything added, potentially. Right. Um and so the so I mean like and like you were saying, Tim, like I mean most games used to be just you pay the one price, you get the game, and that's it. Yeah. The game the developer will update the game if there's some glitches and there needs to be some patching, but otherwise that's the game. But I feel like that model only works in the present day on a game that isn't or on a game that's more focused on story than it is on multiplayer. And whereas like on this game the focal point is multiplayer and co-op, but they're still insistent on remaining at that price point, which I, I appreciate and I like as a consumer. I just hope that they follow through with it and make sure that the game um, is patched in what it should be um, yeah. within the next few weeks. Because it sounds like that first weekend that Outriders came out, it kind of had a rough launch. And it's well, still being kind of patched by the developers, um, even as we speak. It sounds like, you know, like, and I'm not trying to say anything here, but, you know, if they, did, they came out and said that we don't at this time have any future or anything with this game. It sounds like they're not very confident in it themselves. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, this game also like was not heavily marketed. It wasn't advertised. I didn't even know this game existed until you brought it up like a week ago. Yeah. So, and the only reason I really like came to my attention is because, you know, I insistently check the PSN store, especially under the PS5 tab to see what new games are popping up. And so I saw it on there for a while. And then I think I might've seen a social media ad for it. Something that said that, you know, it was like a three player co-op game. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's something that like, you know, I might be interested in. And then I pursued more information, but rather than most other, you know, big AAA titles like this game, I think was at least trying to be, it's going to put that information in front of you and make sure that everyone is aware that it's out there and that it's a thing and that it's coming out on April 1st. Whereas this game, I feel like the only way I even knew as much information about it as I did is because I found out about the game and then pursued to learn more information. Which is interesting um, and might be kind of in part why it didn't do as well uh, as it did. I mean, I don't really know, like, you know, the overall statistics for the for how much it sold. I know at least on the Xbox side, they just kind of made uh, off the bat a deal with Xbox to put it on the Game Pass so that you know if anyone subscribing to that game pass service um just had the game at launch to play so i'm sure that gave them a good chunk of money to start off with and then if they choose to do i don't know if that'll be on there permanently now if the game will just be on there for like a month or two and then they'll take it off and then start charging xbox users for the game or what they'll do but uh so cody when you played the beta how much of the game did it allow you to play because i didn't play the beta uh you made a character and then it started off on like a very lush pretty planet uh everybody was basically wearing mass effect gear and driving mass effect vehicles setting up like a camp and then did you do the mission where you're like going out looking for probes yeah and then everything exploded and you get injured and they put you into cryo sleep and then you wake up and it's like 
X amount of years in the future, and like the three people that are still alive are like old now. Okay, so I guess it didn't give you the full prologue then for it. So, um, and then I mean, you can stop me if at any point if you if this sparks your memory and if this wasn't the the beta, but at the very beginning of the game, it opens up with just kind of some on-screen text saying that like, hey, we messed up. Earth's kind of destroyed now. We had to colonize onto two ships. The two ships took off into space where most of the people on board the ships were in cryo sleep. At some point during the 83-year-long journey, one of the ships exploded. And then the one, the other um, still existent ship finally stumbled across a planet that seemed to be inhabitable. Yeah. And so they sent down a pod of outriders, as they're calling it, which I guess is just kind of the, the forefront cowboy military people that are going to go down and make sure that the environment is actually safe to inhabit um and so they went down to um, the the planet surface not to not to cut you off uh is the almost exact story to mass effect andromeda oh really like legitimately it is like earth got screwed so they sent out a bunch of colony ships and this one went off on a different path finally finds a planet that's like habitable and then they send their i forget what they're called but it's the equivalent of outriders to go and check out the planet okay yeah that's interesting um but yeah so then these these outriders you know get out into the um uh, on the planet from their ships or whatever and kind of start doing some investigating and like cody brought up they go out in search of these pods that i guess they had sent down to the um earth or the planet's surface to test the atmosphere um, and to send uh, data back up to like the, not mothership, but you know, the, the colony ship or whatever that's still kind of up in orbit waiting to see if it's okay for everyone else to come down. And of course there's this one crazy scientist dude that's like, hey, everything's fine. You know, don't ruin my image. I'm gonna say everything's cool. And then the outriders are like, I think something bad's going on here, question yeah. mark. And then the scientist is like, nah, we're fine. And then he like presses a button and says, hey, everybody, come on down. And then like outriders are like freaking out saying, nope, it's not cool. It's not cool. And then by that point, there's this weird like chemical storm storm thing coming in, which I guess when you get hit by, it either kills you or enables you with crazy powers, one or the other. Um, which I kind of sets up, you know, and then when your character hits by that storm, of course you live, and then you get to choose one of four pathways, basically like a long range um, sniper, like buff support class, pyromancer. That's the one I picked. A trickster class where you get to like teleport across the battlefield and then like a tank, like running gun class. You said you picked the pyromancer class, Cody? Mm-hmm. That's the one I picked as well. I kind of regretted my decision afterwards, just on my own personal style. I kind of wanted to go back and pick Trickster. Where I'm at currently, you can't change your class, which is kind of irritating. If you want to change, you just have to restart all over again. Um, I don't know if that'll unlock further in the game. I'm only about somewhere around 15 hours in. So like I said, this is just kind of like a touch base with the game um, and kind of first impressions. Definitely not like a full review yet. Um, but it's, so I got the game assuming that it wasn't going to be, you know, the perfect thing ever. Um, I just really wanted to see, I was, I was itching to play something new, um, on my PlayStation five. And since this game was for the PlayStation five and I was tired of playing or mainly using my PlayStation five to just play a bunch of PlayStation four games, 
um, I wanted to see, you know, at least what it was like. Um, <laughs> I had troubles at first. Uh, I don't know if the beta was like this all, but it was extremely dark. Like I couldn't see anything that was going on. Was it like that in the beta? No. Okay. It's fine in the beta. Um, and I mean, like, it, it went from like when you get your powers, you're out in like an open field, and there's like you have to fight some, some things, and then like, you get ca- like you get captured. And then by the time you get to, like, the populated city, it was, like, bright daylight. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if it was just the, like, default settings that the they had set up the PlayStation 5 version to go live with or what it was. But so, like, when I started doing the prologue, I could barely see anything. And I tried to, you know, hit the options and bring up the, like, you know, settings menu and try to find the brightness and contrast settings to adjust it. And it just wouldn't even let me. It wouldn't even let me get to that screen until, like you were saying, until you get to the city. And then it starts, like, you know, introducing you to all the different, like, inventory tabs. Um, and by that point, you know, I did change it. And then everything was tons better. I was I was like, wow, I guess this whole game is just going to be super, like, dark and not, <laughs> you're just not going to be able to see much. Like, I guess there's not much light on this planet. Yeah. And then I turned the brightness settings up and I was like, oh, okay, this is what the game's supposed to look like. <laughs> So I don't know if that was just a personal problem that I just experienced or if uh, if other users experienced that as well, but it was weird. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, so I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit because, you know, Outriders is really the only, I don't want to say the first big launch because it definitely wasn't a big launch um, for next gen um, thus far this year. Um, next up will probably be Resident Evil Village, I guess, be the yeah. next big launch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And of course, there's a few things coming out this summer, and then of course, fall will be a, of course a crazy drop window. Oh yeah. Um, so did this spark any interest with you guys? Like, do you think you'll pick it up at all? I mean, it's free, so because I have Xbox Game Pass, so I'm I might check it out. Yeah, and I mean, like, so the the game that oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. What's the game that just came out on PlayStation Plus's free game of the month that I'm probably not going to play? Oddworld that that that's the one so like in that instance like this game that i found out or i i guess i looked on the store and it is a 50 dollars game i was questioning that the other day and then uh playstation lumped it in with their free game of the month for playstation 5 users even though it's free i added it to my library i probably won't play it just because it really has no interest to me not even adding it to my library i don't even want it for free <laughs> jesus all right well you know how cody feels Mm-mm. Yep, yep, nope. Cody, Cody's brutally honest. I'm good. <clears throat> um, so no, yeah, if Tim, if you ever do check it out on Xbox, it does have crossplay, which is really cool. Um, they sure. just patched that. Apparently, there were some issues with it. Um, so if you do download it on your Xbox, I'd love to um to play with you at some point if you do. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I guess we'll touch base on this a little bit more later. Um, maybe I'll let you know uh next week's episode, kind of like my final thoughts on the game. Uh, the game's story isn't supposed to be very long. I think it's only like a 20 to 30 hour um storyline. And then yeah. after that, just kind of like end game usual content. I don't think I'll really stick around for that. I'll probably just play the game uh, the game story and then bounce. But I feel you. All right, so let's move on. Uh, I want to do another round of the segment Tim started a few weeks back, some kind of playlist. So a few weeks back, we started a a fun segment where we will slowly compile some of our favorite songs from our favorite games, shows, movies, and anime. Um, And so let's revisit and add more to the list. So far, uh, from just to give a recap, uh, last time uh, on Cody's playlist, 
Um, from Fairy Tale, he has Dragon Force. Uh, from Adamant Children, One Winged Angel. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, uh, the main theme. And on Tim's playlist, he has Doctor Who, I Am the Doctor, Expanded. Fairy Tale, Opening Three. Is it FT? Uh, it's the, yeah, it's FT. Okay. And then Persona 5, I believe. And then on my personal list, I have Kingdom Hearts 2 Sanctuary, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hooked on a Feeling, and Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> uh, guys, what do you have for this round? Um, I'll start. Um, so for my video game offering, I picked Final Fantasy 14, and I picked Weight of the World Final Fantasy 14 Prelude um weight of the world happens in the copied factory and if you're not a fan of square enix or don't know um some of the other titles they came up with a game called near uh, i've heard pronounced it different ways but i'm going to pronounce it automata um you know that's just how it, it i've heard it heard different ways um anyway it near came out um it's also by square enix apparently it's a very popular game i haven't really played it myself um although i do own it <laughs> um which is, well, I'll talk about that later. Um, there's a song called Way of the World that's actually like a little bit more of a slower, sad song. This is not that. Um, it's a very fast-paced kind of song. It takes place during the final boss fight um, in the Copied Factory, which is the first part of the raid that they introduced as a crossover between Nier and Final Fantasy XIV. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, moving forward... Uh, for my TV show slash movie, I'm a big fan of Daft Punk, so I found a way to put them in there because uh, um, they essentially did the whole soundtrack to Tron Legacy. Uh, and even though Tron Legacy, you can have your opinions about it, I kind of like Tron Legacy. It's a great movie. Um, but I have Tron Legacy in parentheses end titles because I wanted to specifically put that it's the the song that plays during the end credit theme. Uh, and then for anime. Uh, I waited to make sure you guys weren't going to pick this before I picked it. Um, but I went with the uh, Pokemon theme song. Yep, it was inevitable. One of us was going to get it. <clears throat> and I guess this is me finally throwing in the towel on the cartoon versus anime thing because I just went under anime and said Pokemon was anime. <laughs> so there you go, Cody. Off my back. But speaking of you, Cody, and being on my back and now off of it, what did you pick? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um... <laughs> Uh, I snuck Final Fantasy VII back in here with through that loophole. Of course you did. Uh, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, the song is called Those Who Fight. It is the battle music in the game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love the song. Um, for my, I guess, it, I, I don't know. I lumped it in with the TV show movies. It's, it's I an, mean, I would consider it a TV show. It's an inner, it's a Twitch show, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Critical Role. And I, I picked the Mighty Nine animated intro. The song is called Your Turn to Roll. Okay, I have a question about this. Mm -hmm. um, what is Sam saying in the background? Critical. Okay. Is or that what roll. he's saying? It's either critical or roll. Because him and... Okay, well, he says both, I think. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing that upsets me. It starts with roll. Yeah. But the show's critical roll. Yeah, it's because the, the song is your turn to roll. I guess. It's just... It irritates me. I don't know. Moving forward. I like the song. It's just... It's just called Critical Roll, and they start with roll, and then they say critical. I'm like, 
yeah whatever so for those who don't know is it's my this... adhd or ocd or one of those acronyms kicking in <laughs> you're good uh for those that don't know does this play at the beginning of each episode um after a certain point in their second campaign it does okay it's like half yeah you gotta be in like deep it is it is however gonna be their intro to their animated series that's supposed to come out sometime yeah um that's what that's what that's how they uh announced it like they were going to use it like they had a special animation done for their second campaign even though the the show is based on their first campaign um but that the song will probably be used as the uh the the show song um but it's really catchy it's really good Um, sung by ashley johnson uh, yeah, I mean, it technically it's sung by Ashley Johnson, Marisha Ray, um, Laura Bailey. And, I'm bringing up Ashley Johnson for a reason, but it'll pay off here in a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the women of the show are, they do basically all the, the lyrical vocals in the song. And then uh, Sam and Travis are in the background just going critical roll like that's that's their <laughs> contribution but it, it works um anyway so moving on to anime uh i went with the first opening to attack on titan mm. the one that got everybody hyped that that attack on titan it, it comes in so hard at Just, that oh, doesn't sound right but it's it's my favorite for sure yeah it doesn't even have a build. It just kind of starts off. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just bam. In, in your I was going to start singing it. I was going to start singing it. But I didn't. I wanted to, but I didn't. I'm not getting hit with, I'm not getting, not get hit with a copyright claim for that. Not nope. only that, but bravo to you if you can just belt out some Japanese yeah. uh, rock music. It is German. Oh, you're right. That one is the German. The first opening line is German. Yeah. I took German in high school. It makes sense though, because I mean, most of the characters are German names. I think the um, the author. Um, I mean, Jaeger is Hunter in German. Mm-hmm. The um, the author and creator of um, Attack on Titan was heavily inspired by German culture. Yeah. Um, well, as Tim was saying, because uh, Ashley Johnson, being a prominent member of Critical Role and uh, singing that one song, kind of leads us straight into yours, Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as the voice. <clears throat> yeah so i'm gonna start off with my uh my video game pick uh which was last of us part two take on me uh, originally sung of course by aha uh, and sung in the scene by the in-game character ellie but of course voiced by like you were saying her name was ashley ashley johnson ashley johnson there we go good i already forgot <laughs> um but yeah so it's the it's the scene whether in the um you know remnants of seattle and the broken down guitar music shop and so what's interesting about this is when they go um the cutscene is triggered but when you go off to the side and you pick up this guitar that's not actually like important or a necessary part of the storyline so you could totally just miss it but then it triggers this really cool cutscene um where she sings the song uh like an acoustic version and so i just thought it was really cool because i was not expecting it at all um there's a uh, lot Tim, of, like, saying, really deep moments in that game yeah yeah, no, I was mm-hmm. just saying, like, I've not played the game, but um, the scene's really cool. I did say I have seen a scene acted mm-hmm. out, so it's really cool, and it is completely and totally missable. Yeah, 
Um, and then to finish off my list, uh, so my for my t- uh, category of TV show slash movie, I uh, wanted to go ahead and throw in uh, the opening of Friends, uh, my one uh, probably my all time favorite sitcom. Um, I'll be there for you. Uh, the opening song. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've turned Friends on in the background when I've been stressed out. But I think now that's kind of translated just turning any sitcom on because I think that's just like my go to thing to like yeah. kind of mellow out. I would agree. I do the same thing. <clears throat> and then i'll finish up with anime uh, my pick is going to be uh, from my here academia i'll go ahead and um, chop that one off of my list i'm going to go with opening two called peace sign so that's probably my personal favorite there's a lot of my heroes openings i really like um yeah i think that one's probably my favorite is that the first one uh it's the second one okay and uh just as a note if you're listening to this um by the time this airs those should be on the website with uh an accompanying uh music video if i can find it um linked onto that segments page cool there you go and with that i want to kind of continue this momentum i want to do a new segment Uh, i was going to originally do just like favorite battle fight sequences um but i kind of got talked into broadening in that a little bit um so to encompass more of what we love about entertainment and it's just calling this favorite moments in entertainment so this is just gonna be like i said yeah not the music It's going to be some of our favorite categories. Uh, um, just like in the podcast segment, uh, it's going to be video game, TV show, slash movie, and anime. If Cody, on his turn to host, would like to nope. throw in favorite concert moments, he is more than uh, more than capable of doing that. So Christian gave totally me a polite, uh, we're going to put that one on the fridge, champ, when I brought that up. So we're, we're not going to going to do that. Hey, at least he didn't say like what yours was, and he was like, yeah, we're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 for, for reference, uh, we make sure like that we don't have we any don't crossover like, picks. Crossover and and you know like pick the same thing. And uh, Tim mentioned one of his, and Christian was like, "Oh yeah, we don't got to worry about that. Ain't nobody gonna pick that." To be fair, I instantly I was asking. We didn't want to give the exact podcast, um, you know, songs away to each other until we start recording the show so i asked what uh tv show or movie just in general tim had picked and he said doctor who and so on a personal level i don't watch the show so my instant reaction was like okay cool i don't have to worry about that but i think it came across as more of a no one cares and that's not what i meant it to be like so i'm sorry. no i know you did we it's all right man. it was just funny the way it came out yeah Anyway, go ahead with your picks, Christian. You go first. Uh, yeah, so anyway, on this segment, it's going to be very similar to the one we just did, um, but it's going to be um, favorite, like, you know, on-screen moments in entertainment. Um, this can be a fight scene, uh, banter between characters, or just a special moment. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I guess I can start us off. Um, so <laughs> it just so happens that all three of mine are just fight scenes. But, you know, that's just kind of the theme I chose to go with. Uh, I'll start off with video games. So I chose God of War, um, the final battle in that game, uh, Kratos versus Boulder. I thought it was an insanely amazing fight. It was fun to play. Um, it had a great uh, cinematic, um, 
you know, between segments of the fight. Uh, and I just, yeah, I thought it was, it was one of the most memorable fights and games and hate to admit it. I was not an over the top God of the war fan before this like reinvention of the wheel. If you want to call it that with the latest, well, it was nice edition. being part of this podcast. No, I was kidding. <laughs> well, and so the thing is, is it's not like I played one and then was like, I don't like this. I think I played God of war three for like as my first experience and i was like that's cool i really want to know how this series started though and then i just never went back and actually started from the beginning and actually went through the series but you guys have both played all of them right oh yeah except for except for chains of olympus ascension i played ascension was that the one that was on the vita Uh, no chains of olympus was on the vita Ascension was one of those games where Ascension it bugged out and Cody couldn't get past it, it much like me and, and the Cyber Citizen. The developers were like, "You're not uh, unfortunately you won't be able to make it past this uh, unless you play the game on the hardest difficulty because huh. it's bugged and we won't be able to patch it for like three months." And I was like, "Guess who's not waiting?" And I sold the game. <laughs> well, there you go. To be fair. Ascension's kind of a weak entry into the series, so you didn't really miss much. Yeah. Um, and so up next on my list is uh, for TV show slash movie is I'm a, so I'm a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. I think he's probably one of the best directors in my personal opinion. Um, so pretty much any film he's ever uh, created, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. So for this, I'm going to go with Kill Bill. Uh, the in-game characters, of course, uh, black mamba versus cottonmouth it's kind of the finale fight of the original kill bill movie have you guys seen it oh yeah i've seen kill bill once i've seen them all yeah the uh so when she finally go uh she arrives in japan gets her like you know awesome sword made and then goes and essentially like one uh one on a hundred fights the i guess what's supposed to be the like um the remnants of the yakuza uh it's absolutely amazing battle but like i think the like the the icing on the cake for me was when they're like you know in the snowy like backyard court courtyard area and then she like essentially scalps uh cottonmouth yeah i thought it was absolutely amazing extremely well done extremely well shot so yeah that's my pick for that one and then in anime um probably i was talking about this last night with ashley with our favorite fights just in general for anime and it was a really tough call. I knew I wanted to pick an R2 Shippuden, but I didn't know which fight. And I was struggling between like three different choices, but I finally settled on Naruto versus Pain. And so this fight, I honestly think is probably the best anime fight I've ever seen. Now, I'm sure you guys are going to combat that with a whole bunch of Dragon Ball stuff, but I'm just going to say it's really great. I've watched Naruto versus Pain. It's a great fight. It's great. Great. No, I know. I know. I wasn't saying that you didn't watch it. I was just saying that I, I felt uh-huh. like you guys were going to be like, well, let me tell you about Dragon Ball. And I'm going to be like, oh. my pick isn't a Dragon Ball pick. Oh, hey, there you go. Oh, yeah. Tim, you want to go next? Mine is. <laughs> sure. Um, so for video game moment, I'm going to go with the Force Unleashed. When you pull down that Star Destroyer from the atmosphere. It's a dope moment. That I remember being like, oh man i'm moving it like oh man i'm pulling it towards the surface like oh man i'm gonna crash this thing and then you run up into it and you do a bunch of other stuff but like that moment was so 
cool. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't necessarily like a fight scene. It was just a moment where I was like, this is super cool. Because you know, before then, like, you know, with, with the original um, trilogy and then the prequel trilogy, you know, you didn't really see the force used like that before. Like there weren't Jedi's pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky or even anything out of the sky, really. It was just used to like, look, I could grab my lightsaber from really far away. Yeah. Um, so this was the first time I was like, yes, this is what I wanted the force to be. Um, and it was a really cool moment. So there's that. So with that main character from that series, first of all, just to add, I absolutely love Starkiller. Is that the name of it? Yeah, his name's Starkiller. I, I could not remember that for the life of me. It's mm-hmm. so weird that I've had Starkiller and yeah. Gamertag for years and you so I remember that. Okay, okay. I knew it was a Star Wars reference, but I thought it was a reference to Starkiller Base. That's fair. No, he gets the name, I think. I don't remember what it is, but his code name is Starkiller. Yeah. Okay. Um so for TV show, uh not that it matters. So we don't have to worry oh about my it. Gosh. <laughs> um but mine's from Doctor Who. Um it is the penultimate episode to the series five finale um of um when the doctor does his um Pandorica speech in the ruins of what the ruins in uh Stonehenge. Um he does this oh. big long elaborate speech in front of all these ships and whatnot it's very impassionate and bold and and it really kind of cemented matt smith as the doctor for me during this run um you should youtube it it's it, even if you never watch doctor who it's it's worth it it's worth a view yeah. who's um, the audience when he's uh doing the speech uh, aliens oh, okay a bunch of them they're on their ships and he's on like a speakerphone and the, to put in perspective for you like David Tennant's doctor was, you know, kind of, you know, assertive. Um, Christopher Eccleston's doctor really wasn't. This was the first time the doctor was like, F you, I'm the doctor, try to stop me. Yeah. Really and cool. he really like threw down the gauntlet and in, in this speech. And it was really, it's really good. Um, and then for my anime, I was going, I was stuck between two. And I was going with a fairy tale one. Uh, I was stuck between two. It was either going to be Natsu versus Gajil. Very good. Or the one I'm actually going to go with, which was Natsu and supposed to be Gajil, but ended up not being Gajil. It was just Natsu versus the twin dragon slayers. What a match. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about during the uh, the Grand Magic games? Yeah, yeah. During the, oh. They're in that like hole in the ground and they're trying to attack them all that stuff. And then Natsu just like blows them all up. <laughs> so and then just walks out and walks like a boss. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think one of my favorite moments um, from Fairy Tale, um, also at the Grand Magic games, but, you know, a couple of years later after this is, you know, the I can't remember which season it's in. But it's, you know, after Fairy Tale is disbanded and then Lucy is like one of the broadcaster announcers or whatever for the show. And then they're like, who's this guy walking in and like is like radiating so much heat that he's just like melting everybody's clothes yeah. off of them. And it's Natsu after like years of training. Yeah, that's great. It's a good I've actually seen that scene. Yeah. So it's really good. Anyway, but those are my picks. So Cody. Um, all right. So for video game, I went with a Star Wars pick. Um, I went with Jedi Fallen Order. 
uh, and the moment where Vader shows up, you just you hear his breathing, and I got goosebumps. That was pretty great. And then, like, you actually fight Vader, and I was like, "There's, I mean, this has to be a losable fight. Like, there's no way you can win this." <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was. So in that fight, you end up just kind of running away, right? Yeah, like you fight him, and then, uh, yeah, you essentially you just have to bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, yep, not gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> And he chases you through this underwater facility, which is nuts. Um, so yeah, I love that. Um, for my uh, TV movie, I picked Ready Player One, uh, which is like my second all-time favorite movie. Um, which, by the way, the the book is like top five of my favorite books, uh, but they are vastly different from each other. <laughs> um uh but the moment in the movie is when Daito turns into a Gundam. Uh when he jumps out of uh Serenity from Fairy Tale. Yeah. Fairy yeah. Tale. Um um Firefly. Firefly, thank you. Uh he jumps out of Serenity and then just turns into a Gundam to fight Mecha Godzilla. I was like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong about what this is this is everything went right here and well done and uh i just i want a gundam movie so bad uh but yeah that's definitely my favorite movie moment that i could think of off the top of my head um which doesn't happen in the book uh, spoilers if you haven't read the book that character doesn't even make it to that point in the story oh, okay like it's it's a vastly different story um for anime, I also went with a fight. Um, I haven't watched Naruto. I'm sure it's a great fight. But Goku versus Kefla is by far my favorite anime fight. Like it, it, it was close to. That's the one where she takes the Kamehameha to the face, right? Yeah, with the yeah. The, the triple shot. Yeah. Uh, they do the the classic like. Like, well, basically, he's jumping from literal debris flying through the air because he can't fly in this moment. And he's charging up an attack, and he jumps, and she's like, ah, okay, sweet, he's in midair, he can't dodge me. So she fires a massive blast at him, and then he literally, like, Tony Hawk grinds up her attack using his attack, and then just punches her in the face with his, and it just... By the way, they're doing the stereotypical, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Now he's like time, and then as he like just punches her in the face with this move, I'm talking like it's getting like point black shot in the face with a shotgun. He goes like, ah! and they they repeat that scene like five times in a row. Yeah, like they want you to angles. see it from every angle that he obliterates this person. Yeah, he just gets punched <laughs> through like. Reality. Like Ten feet of co- solid concrete, and and reality. Yeah, it, it was nuts. So good. Uh, I highly recommend everybody watch Dragon Ball, Christian. Uh, <clears throat> also watch Critical Role. Also watch Critical Role, but you know. Also, Ark is terrible. <laughs> also, yeah, Ark is the worst game ever made. Uh, Never played Ark. Doesn't matter to me. So if you're trying to hurt me, you didn't. 
Uh, no, although, I was just making fun of Cody Oddworld, because he... Oddworld um, is uh, is a maybe tied for worst game ever made. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Well, uh, I think that's gonna. Uh, ooh, this kind of threw me off here. I guess this is right. Uh, so... Maybe we'll be back next week. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I, I am. I'm referencing my uh, my little document here to make sure I don't forget anything. And something was changed, and I didn't know it was changed, and it threw me off. Anyway, oh, I changed something. You did. <laughs> uh, next time on some kind of podcast, Tim will once again be your host, uh, and we're going to talk about backlog games. Is that right, Tim? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about. I don't know what you guys are going to talk about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about lasagna because that's what I'm about to have for dinner once we wrap this up. So I think I'm going to have chicken. Yeah, I'm going to have. Oh, we just got so far. It, it takes nothing, everyone. How many pizzas are you going to eat tonight, Christian? Hey, you going to stick know, any? If I've got a blender, then yeah, there you go. It's unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> you can have unlimited pizzas as long as you have a blender. Yep. Yeah. Welcome to some kind of podcast. Welcome to some kind of podcast and Christian's TED Talk about pizza. Yeah, no. Yeah. So. You can make anything. You can juice anything. I learned that from Matt. All right, we got super far off topic on that one, Christian. I mean, anyway, yeah, we're talking about backlog games back, next week. Take it back. Uh, yeah, I so am. If we're gonna talk about backlog games, what is everyone's game? No, no. This is for next week. Where are we You've had your time. You had, you're done. <laughs> you're done, you're son. Gonna try and do the outro. Punk. Yeah, what do you the outro. I just want to know what I need to play while I drink nothing, my nothing. blended pizza. So probably, you need to probably Outriders. We're talking about backlog games. That means stuff you haven't played, like Monster Hunter, which you got and played like three hours and stopped touching. Like near that I mentioned earlier that I said I bought and I haven't even played. Now, did you guys know that if you put a bunch of uh, pizza rolls into a blender, it tastes the exact same? Why do the outro. Still, do, do the, the outro. This whack, this is going to wrap up this week's episode of Some Kind of Podcast. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe and leave a comment below. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SKO Entertainers and visit our website, www.skoentertainment.net for more information. Also, check out our Twitch channel, Some Kind of Entertainment, where we play games occasionally. And finally, don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. And props to you if you stuck with us. Bye. Look, uh, look forward to Christian's cooking video on uh, pizza rolls in the blender. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>